Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Hi, I'm Alex Bloom. I'm Vice President of Communications and Partnerships at Fairmont Raffles Hotels International. The one skill that I use every single day is the ability to package ideas and make them perform. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? It's okay to cold call, and really good executives will give you your two minutes. But make sure your two minutes is rehearsed and tight. Tell them what you can do for them, and pitch all day long. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Not joining me this time is our co-host, Fred Keating. Fred and I are both at the Banff World Media Festival, and Fred is actually not in the room right now. He's off marshalling some other interviews. Well, I'm with Alex Bloom. Alex is the Vice President of Global Public Relations and Partnerships for Fairmont Raffles Hotels International. Alex, welcome. Thank you, Marvin. Great to be here. Alex, I wanted to talk to you about your career path as a corporate communications person because this is a path that a lot of creative people maybe don't consider. Tell us about this. It wasn't necessarily where I started, but certainly it is a great place to be. And what people may not know is that corporate communications is incredibly creative. And you don't need to necessarily restrict your creativity when you're in corporate communications. I started in publishing, mainly because my father was a very successful publisher, and I was exposed a lot to editors and I grew up with them. So I was exposed at a very early age to a lot of creative types, creative directors, editors, writers, etc. So I certainly understood the value that they brought to a business. I unfortunately wasn't talented enough in any of those areas, but I had more of a business mind. So there are very creative aspects to this business. There are people who work as photographers, for instance. There are people who work as writers, as you mentioned. There are many other careers as well. There are, in fact, and one thing that I will say say is that the creativity and innovation today are the most important skill sets you can possibly imagine. Businesses get disrupted all the time by technology or new competitors, but the one thing that remains constant is creativity and innovation will win the day. So these are skills that all of you are honing each and every day, all your listeners are honing each and every day, but I will say the one skill that I use every single day is the ability to package ideas and make them perform. Well said. Now, for many people who are creative people, they really see corporations and maybe government organizations as their client. And I guess you would fall into that. What sort of opportunities are there? And how does that food chain work? For instance, can people work in sort of a a freelance capacity? Can they work in an employment kind of capacity? Might they work for the ad agency that you hire? I think there's room for all of it. In my particular role, I use a lot of photographers, writers, creative talent through our agency, but also I publish Fairmont Magazine, for example. So I'm very involved in hiring writers for that. And all of a sudden, you know, you have quite a broad range of contacts and referrals. So I have a lovely network, but I'm always open to new and creative talent. So it might be I find them through different channels 
It might be that our agency brings them forward. But over the years, you always meet new and interesting people that introduce you to young talent, and I'm all for it. Okay, so to summarize that aspect, sometimes those creative people work for you directly, and other times they come to you through the ad agency and they're actually employees of the ad agency. How does that relationship work with the agency? Well, the agency's responsibility is to bring people like me their best talent depending on the project. So I rely on the agency. First of all, my job is to give them a great brief so that they're able to identify great talent. I like them to switch up talent all the time. And I'm a big believer in freelancers. Freelancers are hungry. They have lots of different clients. They stay incredibly sharp. And therefore, I know that they're bringing their best game to a project. Now, backing up, you mentioned photography. And we did interview Natalie McNamara. And you have a relationship with her firm. Tell us about that. Natalie is an amazing woman. And uh, in her first couple of months of developing her new agency, we're honored to be a part of that. I will say that the way that it worked was Dominic Narr, who's one of the best photojournalists in the world, I hired to shoot our tea plantations in Kenya. This is where all the global tea comes from for Fairmont. And we spent a week with Dominic, myself and my husband, and we did everything from stay at the tea plantation, meet the generations of people. We flew in a crazy Cessna and he took great shots from the airplane. And I formed a great relationship with Dominic. He taught me what photojournalists who they really are. And the immense amount of respect that I have for them today is reflected in that relationship. He partnered with Natalie and he introduced me to Natalie. So instantly I had a credible referral. I normally, it would have taken me a long time probably to meet Natalie because I have lots of other priorities, but I met her immediately because it was a warm introduction from Dominic. How important are these referrals or warm introductions as you called it in this sort of business? They're critically important. It's not to say don't cold call. It's okay to cold call. And really good executives will give you your two minutes. But make sure your two minutes is rehearsed and tight. Tell them what you can do for them and pitch all day long. I first started in telemarketing, if you can imagine that. They were the best skills I've ever learned because even working with our CEO today, I only have two minutes to tell him what I want to do and to sell my idea. I'm selling every day and no matter how senior you get, you're selling every day. So hone your skills, hone your sales skills, and hone your packaging skills. Now you mentioned your CEO and great that you did that because I actually sat in on your presentation yesterday and I loved your skydiving quote. Tell me about that. Well, I have a great rapport with our CEO. He's a very uh, demanding person, of course, as you would expect. But he wants me to push the envelope and to be innovative and creative. And our team is known for that in what is largely a very operations-focused company. The hotel industry just is. Our deal together is that he calls it skydiving. When I go skydiving, which is I do have a parachute, sometimes I have two, but I'm doing something that's really pushing the envelope. All he wants to know is when I'm doing it, what the calculated risks are, and what our exposure is, so that he's aware. And then if something bad happens, he's not caught off guard, but then I have to honor my promise to him by letting him know what went offside immediately. Luckily, I handle crisis communications as well in my group, so we can handle those things as well, but... 
that's what uh, he means by skydiving. <laughs> now, this campaign that you did with Natalie's company, Namara Represents, was it actually one of those campaigns? Because it was something that was really innovative. Some people would call this brand partnerships or content marketing. Tell us about this. Fairmont, even though it's 109 years old, has never really allowed the general consumer and our guests a sneak peek behind the curtains, so to speak, of how we deliver luxury service. More and more consumers want that authenticity, and I wanted to be able to deliver it in a very unfiltered way. So when Natalie told me about her business, it was clear to me that she could put together a collection of world-class photojournalists that could tell the story of how to deliver luxury service through a very, very authentic lens. The challenge with that is that I had no control. We were showing the gritty part, the underbelly of the Plaza Hotel in New York where our guests pay $500 a night, or the behind the scenes at the Savoy, a Fairmont managed hotel, where you pay a thousand pounds for a lovely suite. This was different. It wasn't formulaic, but it was the right thing to do, and it's turned out to be an incredible sensational success over social media. And the key here is that you approached it as photojournalism, not as a traditional advertising campaign that's conceived by an ad agency where the creative sort of feel of it would be different. Absolutely. I mean, the reason why consumers find these photographs so compelling that were taken by the seven photojournalists that went to nine of our hotels all over the world was because they're unexpected. And the focus was on the people, our incredible colleagues, and their stories. Because when guests come and stay at our hotels, their most incredible moments and memories are often about the people that delivered the experience for them. And knowing more about who they are, what their family's like, where they came from, is important. And it's part of the narrative. That's fantastic. Now, is there anything else that you're doing in the content marketing space, perhaps on YouTube or other media? We're about to embark on a very interesting Instagram campaign. We have partnered with Beautiful Destinations, which is one of the most successful Instagram companies today. And they think that our partnerships with the luxury brands that we do business with is very good content. And not a lot of our competitors are doing it. So we are going to have influencers come to our hotel and we're going to photograph and do a whole campaign around these influencers using all the brand partnership programs that we have, such as Fairmont Fit with Reebok or BMW bikes or our BMW transportation vehicles or our Remova luggage partner, for example. And instead of it being an ad, people are going to be able to see how these partners enhance the experience at our hotel. So we're really excited about that. Fantastic. Let's summarize this conversation, Alex, talking again about how opportunities for creative people are not exclusively where one might think that they are in the traditional film and television field or, or maybe in writing the next great novel. There are corporations such as the one that you represent that really need these sorts of people. It is undeniable that creative and innovative people are needed now more than ever in corporations. The most important thing that you need to remember is that you don't have to relinquish your creativity to form bridges with corporate types. Make sure you create bridges. Extend your hand 
Meet as many business-minded people as you can, because at the end of the day, your creativity does need to be monetized. But you can have a lot of fun and be creative in the process. But your best friends very early on in your career are a mid-level or senior executive in a company that can tell you how to package yourself. Fantastic thoughts. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.